What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Ronnie, this is episode number 45 on the docket. Took a couple weeks off because uh, there were some things going down. Uh, you were out of town. Um, but, Got some uh, other content going other, on. Other content going on, but we're back. And kind of today, we're going to focus in on pretty heavily is the Fab 50 national rankings and even touch on some of the regional rankings. Yep. We're going to welcome coaches from IMG Academy and Newman Garetti, both nationally ranked teams. They're going to, you know, kind of give us a rundown on their squad, their thoughts on some of the, the Fab 50 rankings, where they stand, what they need to do to, you know, stay in the rankings and maybe grow in the rankings. Obviously, IMG doesn't need to grow Much, because they're number yeah. one. They need to stay up there. But uh, get a good perspective. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Um, so first, Ronnie, I mean, you put so many hours into the into the uh, information gathering process on this. I don't think anyone knows like just how much time yeah. you put into that, whether it's sending out the um, questionnaires to coaches and, you know, calling them a couple hundred times throughout the yeah. process. They're to probably sick of me. Yeah. They're sick of you now, but uh, yeah. Kind of give us a rundown on how that actually works. Yeah. I think it starts in the off season. So, you know, the state championships, various state championships from the big states, power states, whether you call it. And then, you know, you got Geico's nationals closing out the season, which IMG won, beat Lalamere, who was kind of running as the number one team. Lalamere beat uh, Montverde twice during the season and then lost to IMG in the semifinals. And we'll talk a little bit about that a little later, but that, I had to start thinking about, okay, who's going to be good on these teams that are already ranked. And then, it's getting tougher and tougher, Devin, every year. I got to see who's transferring. And well, as I mean, you know, we're still getting transfers in November. Now, yeah, I mean, we had a transfer yeah. out in Southern, uh, Southern California area yesterday from a team in yeah. in uh, Southern California who's probably going to be a regionally ranked yeah, team, yeah, right? A regionally ranked team, yeah. yeah. You know, Damien and Laverne's good team. They're stepped below the Fab 50 level. But if they did good at an event, they— Bishop Gorman, Gorman, the number five, five team, team in the country, had one of their key pieces transfer yeah. out. And they were number five after they had already lost their center, and now they lost their— they lost their other center. Their other their center. Se- center center. Yeah. <laughs> so a 6'10 guy checked out, you know, in September or whatnot. Yep. And then you had uh, Max Allen leave the program recently. And so that's one of the issues I- I'm having. So I'm always following up with the coaches. So maybe around late— uh, early August, I'll send them the questionnaires. We talk. I have a general idea of who is a good team. Obviously, we got five regions that we're working on, and those have slightly changed over the years, over you know the years I've been working on. And Fab 50 came out in 2000 season in this format. What was before teams. that? What was it before that? It was the National Prep Pool, which started with Doug Huff, who's uh, in the, actually in the National High School Hall of Fame, uh, NFHS Hall of Fame, one of the three or four journalists actually in it. Uh, so he 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 did it with and then started doing it with Mark Tennis. So I worked with at Cal High. So they'd known he collaborating on it for many years. And then when we went over to ESPN, Doug was still doing it, and Mark as well. And then uh, Doug retired when when ESPN shut down their high school division. So in two thousand one, in two thousand, when we jumped on with Fox to do the Fab Fifty, uh, Jamie DeMoney. Continue to do the national prep poll. I don't know the details there or the legalities or how that worked out. But uh, Doug had started it in the 1987-1988 season. And what he wanted to do was get it get it distributed through Associated Press, which he did. So it was in mm. on ESPN Scholastic Sports America. It was in various newspapers. 
and it included the regional rankings, which, you know, at the time USA Today was doing a top 25. And some coaches were like, man, it's not, you know, we're, he's missing, they're missing us in this area. You know, oh, they're like, you know, they're going back to the power schools. Kind of like people might complain about me. Now, Ron, you're ranking IMGs, Lalamere's. Similar, I think, sentiment they had back then. So Doug's like, oh, I'm going to do a regional and get more schools involved. And uh, then when we went to the Fab 50, it was a lot of work. So, because um, now we're ranking basically 100, you know, 20, 20 in each region, five regions, right. southeast, uh, midwest, southwest, west, and east. Right. So if you go look on ballslife.com, you can look at the five regions. If you've been following it, you kind of know them. Uh, the southeast is very strong. Obviously, the uh, per capita there, the teams are very good. Just recently, you know, obviously you got Montverde, McEachern's been good. Uh, Scotlandville from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, the North, the Carolinas, and you got a lot of independent schools in that region, like you know Legacy Early College, uh, Great Collegiate's a good team in South Carolina. Uh, Mississippi's actually very good. They'll have one or two teams in the in the rankings every year. The champ, you know, their big six A champ or whatnot. Um, the East is obviously really strong. Uh, we're gonna have IMG coach Sean McAloon on on the show. He was previously at St. John's in the in the Catholic League in D.C. Uh, as you've seen in the rankings, Devin, uh, we we talked about it before they came out. You know, what do you do with that uh, trifecta of teams between Paul the Sixth in Fairfax, Virginia, Dematha, and Gonzaga of Washington D.C., which they all cracked the top eleven. Uh, just real quick, the top order, IMG, Montverde comes in as number two, DeMatha three. That was a tough decision over Paul the VI. I think some local guys might have it at that way, or they might have Paul over DeMatha, but it's really close. But the good thing yeah, about yeah, those yeah, ones yeah, are they're going to play. They're going to play each other. Yeah, so. they're going to play each other in right. conference, so it's just a matter of trying to get, okay, do they have enough size to win some of their big non-conference games? Obviously, uh, DeMatha has Hunter, Hunter Dickinson. Paul the VI does more of... Uh, guard orientated, but they're man, they're really good, and and I mean we say they're really good, and they lost nine games last year. You, again, Demantha lost five. You know, um, when you go down to Gonzaga, they also lost nine. It's just a, a a grind, a grinder. And what I noticed this year is that there's a big gap between those three schools and the other schools. So uh, Bishop O'Connell may not be as strong as they were in the past. They had been sneaking in the rankings. With Coach Wooten there, and St. John's has been in the rankings with McAloon, who's now at IMG. So, be listen, maybe we'll ask him a little bit about that. You know what he took from being up there in in the DC League and what he applied it to IMG. So, is this his second year or first year? This would be third, third year. year. Okay, yeah, third year. So he kind of the kid at um, Silvio de Sousa, He lost him. Yeah, halfway during the year to Kansas. To Kansas, so they were rolling as one of the top teams in the country two years ago. That was a big hit. Yeah, and then they were still very good, but they lost him. And then last year, in his first season with his first full squad, they um, only lost one game. They just uh, Bucky McMillan's team down at uh, Mountain Brook, Alabama, beat them, and uh, they kind of learned a lot from that. They turned it around. It seemed like they, they played a lot better after that. Obviously, the guy who played in the Balls Life All-American game, he was on that team. He had a Trenton great game. Wofford. Trenton Wofford. Yeah. So was there one setback? He's at LSU now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously the, these rankings include a lot of the um, top kind of guys we may see in McDonald's game, Balls Life game, uh, Jordan Brand. But I know, Devin, you kind of like some of those teams that are 
just have mid-majors, four or five mid-majors, like a low major, a D2 guy that's tough. And that's what we're going to see with Newman Goretti. I know you okay. like that type yeah. of team with like a Netawanda type. Sure, yeah, yeah. That just, just has good teams. Gritty, yeah. They just have a good team. A solid basketball team. Yeah. It's not really like a, a super team or a, yeah. a conglomerate of talent in yeah. one area at one yeah. school, like a like an IMG or Montverde. Like, obviously, there's, there's places pe- like yeah, people that's what kids talent. are drawn for now. Kids, yeah. kids are drawn to that stuff, whether it be Sierra Canyon on, on the West Coast or yeah. the, the aforementioned IMGs, Oak Hills. Who, they've been doing yeah. it for how many years now? But what kind of, what's kind of the hardest part of this process for you, Ronnie? I know a lot of people don't really um, understand the amount of work yeah. really that goes into it. I Th- think for me, Devin, sometimes because I, I get – I, I want to make sure when I put them out that I spell the names right because I got – I'm trying to <laughs> – <laughs> So it's, like, it's pretty simple. Yeah, I'm not trying to hit three or four kids per team, especially with IMG or, or Monver. I'm mentioning seven or nine, the whole damn roster. Right, right, Because right. they're play. all good, yeah. They all can play, but – Man, you would hate to to see a kid that doesn't get that recognition that maybe he's on one of those teams like Faith Family Academy or uh, you know uh, a Morgan Park's third or fourth best player. Sure. I don't want to spell that kid's name wrong. That right. is important. Where they're at, an idea of what they have done and what they could be. Now, obviously, you can say, okay, this team has the the talent, but there's some teams in here that don't have the talent. That's they're ranked ahead of a team that that has more talent, but why is that? Again, I think that takes years to kind of learn them. Um, uh, the demographics slightly ch- change over time. Um, you know, public schools used to be very good, and public schools are, are losing out to to private schools and to uh, independent academies. So when you look at the top, um, you know, 15, they either have a great player or they had sustained success. Over multiple years. Yeah, or yeah. over multiple years. I think the team that's going to be very interesting to see how they do is St. Francis Academy in Baltimore because they're, they're the favorite in that Baltimore Catholic League, but they can't have no letdowns when they play, you know, Paul the VI or DeMatha if they're going to remain there. You know, it's very well, even, interesting. Even a, playing a Paul the Sixth or a DeMatha yeah. Yeah. As, as St. Francis, is like if you keep it within yeah. two possessions, one possession, and you Correct. drop the game on a game winner or whatever, yeah. you're still going to be fine. But if yeah. you go in there and get blown out. Yeah. You're going to take a hit in this rankings because there's so many other teams that, that are, are good. That are going to win. That are going to win. And they're, they're going to deserve to move up. That's what yeah. is so interesting to me is yeah. the preseason is the preseason. You yeah. do the best that you can yeah. based on what you know yeah. about the teams and what sure. you expect of those teams with the cer- certain players and rosters. But as always, rosters change, injuries happen, yeah. upsets happen. So Correct. Going throughout the year, you're going to update it as, as often as possible, right? Yeah. Maybe once a week, once every yeah. two weeks. Yeah, once a week. So – Early, you know, it should be like, okay, December, you just have to get all the results and try to mix and match them. Now, uh, kudos to the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest and other events. Uh, no, Thanksgiving weekend's a huge weekend well, I mean, now. Teams are playing each other right away, great. just like college yeah, basketball. basketball. It's like yeah. Tuesday night. I mean, uh, Holiday yeah. Hoopsgiving is a great event in Georgia, and the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest has. Duncanville, Montverde, Sierra Canyon. They're going to yeah. go right at it Thanksgiving weekend. And opening night in college basketball, you have yeah. one versus two and three versus four. Yeah, it's kind of turning into that where yeah, the beginning of the season is, you know, Duncanville comes in at 28 in the rankings. They take on Montverde and Sierra Canyon back-to-back in Texas. So that's great. You're going to show them exactly where they're at. They, they might, win, if they go they one on one, games, yeah, they move up. Yeah, if they go one and one that's going to be a hell of a show for them. Um, so... You know, that that's very interesting, Devin, I think. So I'm going to update the first in-season rankings 
December 2nd or that Monday after Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is a little later this year. It's on the 30th or that weekend. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I was talking to uh, I was talking yeah. to Daniel, yeah. uh, one of our Balls yeah, Life yeah, guys, yeah. and he said I think Thanksgiving yeah. is the 28th, but yeah, yeah, the weekend of the 30th. Yeah, right. so it's a little later than normal. So then you go into getting all the results updated. Maybe one more time before the holiday tournament, City of Palms, those. Yep. And then wait, just wait, because Christmas, because all those results are going to be nil and void after for the tournaments after Christmas. Then you come back on the new year and start it weekly. It's just too much to do it that Monday after Christmas. The the rankings will be done in two days. Sure, so you hit it right after Thanksgiving. Now hit it a couple times in in the month of December, especially for City of Palms, Tarkanian, and then you you get ready and you have a good idea of who's playing well going into the to the new year. Right. And speaking of big games early, we have uh, Coach Sean McAloon of IMG Academy on the line. Coach, uh, how's everything going with with your pre- preparation for this season? Uh, we're doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. No we're like everybody else, you know, we're chasing our tail, trying to figure it out, but, um, you know, kind of a day by day process here. Yeah. makes sense. Coach. Um, obviously you got a lot of good players. You got a lot of things to figure out before you get into the meat of your schedule. Uh, talk a little bit about how last year kind of, um, you know, is helping you this year, uh, or, or kind of setting you guys on the right foot. You guys were able to get over the hump, get back, Beat Montverde when it mattered, outscored him big. Uh, what caused that turnaround, and what sparked that fourth quarter for you, and how's that helping you maybe today? Um, well, I think that first and foremost that was a that was a special group. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know many, I don't know many people that can that could beat a team like Montverde. Uh, you know, going down sixteen with eight minutes to go, and um, and just have the heart to be able to do it. So I think first and foremost, you have to give credit to the kids. They just didn't want to lose. They put a lot of time and effort into it. And uh, you could kind of see it and feel it uh, during that, that intermission be going in the fourth. And then uh, I think the second thing was we were forced to press and we really didn't press much throughout the year. Uh, just based on kind of, we, we always had some injuries and we have enough numbers. And um, so we went to kind of like a, you know, one, two, one, one press that we, we'd done, we practiced uh, but we'd never really gone to it out of necessity. And I think it, it may have put them on their heels a little bit because we just never really done it. Yeah. And um, it just changed the tide of the game and it, and it kind of sped them up and got them out of their rhythm. And, and uh, um, it allowed us to be able to get back onto an even playing field. And then obviously at the very end, Armando made a great pass and Jeremiah finished it off with the, with the dunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, obviously a fantastic ending to the game. Memorable play there in the last five seconds. And then you come back the next day. In the title game, you're facing an undefeated team. Uh, right away, Coach, you could tell you guys had the foot speed advantage and you were, guys were better in transition. There was no doubt about it. But you feel that this team could even be faster and better defensively. So what makes you so confident in that statement? What, you know, what's, what's, what is it the makeup of this year's roster that you guys could even be stronger in that area? I think um, if you go back to last year and this year, I, I think we have the – the the best the best strength and conditioning department around and our strength coach uh, UJ Johnson is just a complete he's a monster man he he has these guys believing they can you know they can fly yeah. um, and we practice that way we prepare that way there's not really any wasted movement uh, amongst everything that we do in the weight room and everything that we do on the court he and I are pretty much in synergy in what we want to do which is even better um, and I think it just it means that our guys are 
in shape. And I think that, I think honestly, I don't know if we were faster than them. And I don't know if we were overall had better team speed last year, but I knew that we were in better shape. And, you know, as the game moved on last year, they got tired and we got stronger. Uh, And we found that a lot last year. I think this team has greater length than the team we had last year. Uh, which means their strides are going to be longer, and and they're all getting stronger right now. So I think we have an opportunity to be just as fast. Um, but again, that that group last year had a lot of grit and a lot of ter- determination, a lot of intensity. I think this group is building into that, but it has the ability to be as fast. Yes, um, but I mean, again, that's that's all remains to be seen once we tip it up. Um, Coach Lasher, in forty years of the McDonald's game, you're the first team to have three senior All Americans, and you know this team could be just as good, if not better. What's the separator or what makes, what's going to make the difference on this year's team? Um, I think that, I don't know if the team will be as good as better. I mean, that's, again, it's, it's hard to do what we did last year. I think that, I think sure. the last year was really special. Um, you know, I think that, that we have an alpha dog right now in terms of Jaden Springer. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just a, he's a winner in all the things that he does. And I think he's got the ability to be able to pull people over the finish line in terms of what he wants and we'll kind of go as he goes, but that doesn't mean that to diminish that there are not other good players here. Um, so I think we have a chance to be, maybe we'll be a little bit more balanced. Maybe we'll have maybe five guys in double figures with the guy below that. We have a chance to do that. Um, the guys have been, you know, kind of buying in in terms of sharing and you could see that in, in our, in our practices. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. I think we have the chance. Uh, but you know, that was a special unit. I don't want to diminish diminish what we did or what that group did. Sure, coach. You mentioned you're going to be pretty balanced this year. How difficult is it for a guy in your position to manage all of these talented guys and expectations and things like that? How difficult is that for you? Honestly, uh, we really do let people know up front okay. you know, what this place is about. Yep. Um, you know, because as you move up the ranks, you know, it becomes, I think, I think Ryan and I had this conversation a while ago, but as you move up in the ranks, it becomes, you, you become more and more of a, a role player. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in the NBA, there's really only, there's really only a certain handful amount of superstars. And then there's a couple of stars and then everybody else is a champion in their role. And so we don't tell people that they're a role player, but it's more or less, if somebody has a, a, a shot that's better than yours and you don't pass it, you better make it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, then you're going to come sit next to me. And then someone else is going to go in that might be just as good or maybe a little bit worse, but maybe hungrier. Mm-hmm. And he's going to he's gonna do what's needed. So we really do preach ball movement, um, screening, screening for others, understanding what a hockey assist is, understanding what it means to feel good when somebody else does something good and, and to be a good teammate. Because in order to survive in this game, you know, the NBA, even in college, they're looking for guys that really do care about team, like guys that really do care about other, other men. And... Um, we try and instill that in our guys. That doesn't mean that it's perfect every day. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of outside influences. Like, sure. you know, you got to get these numbers. You got to get these numbers. You got to do this. But, you know, the proof has been in the pudding in the, in the last couple of years and we've done here. And then what we did at St. John's and Bennett team got good players to really trust. And, and uh, we do a good job of separating that before they get here. Mm-hmm. Coach, we, we, we talked about actually the, the Catholic League in D.C. before you got on the line. Uh, the great wars every night. They had three highly regarded teams again this year. What did you bring there that helped you at IMG? I think the the one thing about the WCAC is, and, it, and it's it's the same thing I would say about IMG is like you can 
you can, let's say in the WCAC, you have to prepare every night. Like you can beat somebody by forty, and the next time you play them, they may beat you. It's just has to be you have to be on it every time. And, and so when you step outside the WCAC, a team may be able, may be able to beat you one time, but they're not sure. I'm not sure if they can go through that that full mental grind. Does that make sense? Like I'm not sure yeah. if that if you're not in that conference, you you don't understand what that mental grind is. And I think what we take in here is okay. Listen. You have to every single night be ready to go because everyone is going to be gunning for you wherever you walk in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every single night, whenever we travel. Now, they may be able to beat us that night, but if you want to put yourselves in, in our shoes and do what these kids do on a day-in and day-out basis, I'm not sure if you could be able to, to do what we do every day. And that's kind of what I learned in WCAC. Like, it's just a... Uh, best way I can say is my first year, we played uh, Archbishop Carroll. We played them at their place. We won by, like, 47. And here we were on the, my guy's senior night, and we were down four with three minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, they mentally weren't ready. And so it's a, it's a thing that you have to be mentally ready to go, and that's what those kids in that area do. And I love it, and I respect it, and I miss it. But uh, I, I think that's what we brought to the kids. You have to have an edge every single night when you, when you check it out. Coach, you're really high on Shikara Tanaka. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. Guard, you have tell 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 our listeners a bit more about him and what what makes him a vital piece to to your squad this year. Well, I mean, we're gonna need him. We're gonna need him off the bench, probably. We're gonna need him to be able to come in and play some good minutes, be able to settle the team down. The kids from Japan. Um, I mean, if you look at if you look at his like his Instagram, his following is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I mean, I, it's probably bigger than any kid in the, you know around. But he's like a. I think they view him as maybe like one of the next ones coming up you know if that makes sense sure, in, yeah. in japan yeah so he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and i think last year it probably got to him a little bit and of course it was adjusting to where we are and how to play and a little bit differently and he's he's gotten better he's gotten faster he's gotten quicker he's gotten stronger um you know he's going to be someone that we're going to need to to get some minutes out of this year we need someone that can come in and defend really well he's really shifty really quick um you know we just gonna need his decision making to be at a, at a at a high level when he gets in the game and, and to date in the fall, he's been he's been really good. So we're just going to hopefully, you know, when the lights are on, it's the same thing. Uh, but again, you'll never know until the, until when the lights are on. So, but right now he's been significantly better than he was a year ago, and we're hoping that he can give us, you know, a boost coming off the bench. Coach, when playing at as, as high a level as you guys do, you know, game in and game out, rim protection is kind of one of the most important factors, yeah. especially in a team defensive standpoint. Um, you have a guy, Musa Diabate. Uh, give us a give us a rundown on him. Uh, Ron and I are familiar with him from the club circuit and camp circuit and things like that. But uh, what's he going to bring to to your team this year? Well, the crazy thing is, on our team, like Musa's Musa's a rim protector, but he's not even the best one. Like you've got <laughs> right, you got, yeah. you got you've got. I mean, we're, we're fortunate. You, we've got Mark Williams, who's you know could block right? out the sun. Going to do. We've got the kid. Yep, he's going to do. We've got the kid uh, Zach Eady. Who's seven three? Who played yeah. with Northern Kings this summer? Who's probably he's down between Purdue and Baylor. Wow. Um, and then we've got Lynn Kidd, who's also six ten. That was with Georgia Stars this summer. So we have a our length is crazy around yeah. the rim. I mean, it and but Musa in itself is very special. I mean, he averaged like two and a half blocks this summer when he played with the European Championships. Averaged like twelve points, ten rebounds. Just a very versatile kid. Can play out the perimeter. Can post up if he has a mismatch. Runs the floor like a deer. Um, his work ethic is unmatched. Um, you know, we expect we expect that we need big things from him, um, as we do the others. But you know, I think that'll I think that'll help us defensively. Is that we'll have significantly more 
more bodies for rim protection than we did a year ago. Last year was kind of like Armando, really, mm-hmm. Jeremiah a little bit, but it was really just Mondo. Yeah. Um, and now we have we, – we make it, I think, a little bit tougher in the lane than we did a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be incredible to see. Again, you like you said – you can't really picture it until you go up against it. Now, a team may read my rankings or may know about your the players on the team, but when they're trying to do it on the court, right? You got you got six guys that are, I mean, four guys that are, you know, six ten and above. Like that's insane. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's one of the larger. And the, and the thing is, is like Zach may be seven three two eighty, but he still is not like a full lumber. He can run a little bit, but mm-hmm. like Mark Williams can fly, Musa can fly, and Lynn can fly, so they can all run. Uh, which is a benefit to have. Um, so we can we can do different things, but the main thing is defensively at the rim. We should be we should be you know on paper we should be significantly better than what we were a year ago. Yeah, coach. Um, obviously, Jaden kind of knows his role. He he played great at at guy at Geico. Averaged twenty one points a game. Uh, you know he's going to Tennessee. He he's been there before. And you about a month ago you mentioned besides him. You know, these guys don't really know their, their standing yet. It hasn't been established. So what has happened maybe in the last three to four weeks? Like, who really has played well or stepped up or really wants to start, even if he may not? Who really wants to get in there and show that he may challenge for a spot? I think it's the beauty of a place like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They all do. Yeah, Like, they all do. And I can continue to hold that carrot out there until we get into our first game. And then, honestly, I can continue to hold that carrot out there until we play our second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, Jay. Unless Jay does something completely out of this world, where you know it's like he's not gonna, unless he's hurt. Like his 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 thing is etched. Like he's proven what he can do, mm-hmm. and that's not to say the rest of them haven't. You know, I mean, Jalen Johnson is fantastic. You know, Mark is really good, but each person every day has done something, and, and some guys take a step back, and some guys take a step forward. I think it's just it's the beauty of competition, um, and they are really going at it. Uh, I think they can't wait to, to, to hit somebody else, um, you know, which is a couple weeks away. But but I think, um, you know, again, I, I couldn't sit here and say, I mean, I think Jalen has, you know, Jalen, you know, when he's 100% healthy and good to go, will be there. But I, other than that, it's it's going to be get in where we fit in, fellas. Like, it's going to be, you know, you, you had a tough last couple, two days. I think this person may be ready for a minute, and you have to feel what it feels like to come off the bench. Mm-hmm. And that's a very it's a very sobering experience for kids that come in from high schools and they're averaging twenty. But again, we've prepared them for that mentally. Like, hey, listen, this is going to be extremely hard, but rewarding in the long run. And you know, hopefully, you'll be ready to play immediately the next year. Um, you know, it's like if you look at tonight, like I'm going to watch Silvio play tonight. I'm going to watch Jeremiah start for Villanova. I'm going to watch Armando start tomorrow. I'm going to watch Josh start. You know, what I mean, when they play, so it's like. They, they're ready because of every day they went head-to-head with somebody else that was just as hungry as them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coach, that makes a lot of sense, especially when you guys have that credibility to tell them, hey, look at all these guys that were on the team last year or the year before they're starting. So that's what yeah. you want next year. So it's a great care to have in your back pocket. Obviously, sure. you guys started number one. Uh, uh, Monverde's number two. You guys are fairly close in distance. Honestly, Coach, if, if they would have won and beat Lalamere, they might be number one. Like, it's really that sure. close. So sure. players, uh, they know each other. And, and obviously, people, the fans, the people who do rankings, people who like this stuff, they can look forward and say, okay, they may meet in the City of Palms title game. They may meet again. Right. They're going to meet on the 19th at Hoopaw. 
They may meet right. in the St. James Classic. Oh, they're going to meet in right. Geico's again. So how do you right. get – because you have teenagers. I mean, as great of players they are, they're still 16, 17 years old. How do you keep them from looking too far ahead and to focus on the day-to-day what you want? Right. You know, how hard right. is that, especially with that amount of talent? It's um, it's not easy. Yeah. I, I think Kevin would say the same thing. I think, honestly, any coach would say the same thing. It's the same as, like, when you're in WCAC and it's like, I can't wait to play the math. We like, well, you can't forget about McNamara, you know? Yeah. So, um, I would say this, I learned this in my first season after my first season when I was a terrible, I'm not saying I'm very good now, but when I was terrible as a freshman in my first year of coaching, I didn't know what the hell I was doing and was trying to do everything my college coach did and somebody else did. And finally I was like, you know what? I need to figure this out. So here's the, here's what the way I figured it out. Even now, as a 43-year-old man with three kids and a wife, I have the attention span of probably a two-year-old. <laughs> so now, if you temp- if you temper that down to 18-year-olds, you're taking it down into, like, baby steps. So you have to keep them focused on singular singular things, right? You, know, this, you, have, to beat this, you have to beat this practice day. This mm-hmm. is your goal for the day. My, the day that we have an opportunity to play against Mount Bird will not move. That day will not move. Does that make sense? So, like, the yeah. day in which we could play Montverde, you said, was what? City Palms? Yeah, yep. title game. Okay. Everybody knows that day is is December 23rd, 22nd, yeah. 21st, whatever that may be, right? Yep. That day will not move. What you do before that day is how you would beat Montverde on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how are you preparing? How are you eating? How are you sleeping? How are And we are, we are on them every day on all the things that should be important. So how did you prepare by beating your opponent on the November 25th? Or, you know, we can't go up to DeMatha and think about Montverde because I, I know Glenn Farello really well and Paul the Sixth is going to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then we play Sunrise and they're going to want a piece of it because of what happened in the first round of the tournament. So we can't be thinking about that December 23rd. No. If we get to December 23rd and we play them, then what you do is, I think in my mind, you just build out a, uh, you know, a, a ACC schedule. Like, all right, they're Duke, we're Carolina. Those guys probably play four times a year anyway. You know, once, you know, twice in their twice in their conference, once in their tournament, once in the national championship, and that's kind of how you would go about it. Mm-hmm. But you can't with young men like you can't look ahead or you lose, and um, and that's really as simple as we can make it. Now that sounds great. I know they're thinking about it. Social media is undefeated right now. It's it's undefeated. Yeah. So I know they think about it, but you really have to almost beat it out of their minds like yo you, you can't do that that's impossible right that 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 day will be there but you have to worry about your day by day and if they see progress and they believe in you and they believe in it it'll you can beat out maybe a percentage of it um but that's kind of way we approach it i don't i don't know if it's foolproof but it's it seemed to work uh so far um and if it gets that way for everybody around if it's just us and them in terms of what it may be we will welcome the challenge um, and we look forward to it. But we really have to really just worry about what's coming up here soon. And, you know, there's that, that game is two months away. That makes sense, Coach. And I, I kind of want you to kind of look forward, uh, even though you just gave us a whole bunch of reasons why we shouldn't look forward. What yeah, yeah. What is it about this group uh, that's going to allow them to potentially repeat um, as a Fab 50 national champion? Yeah, I think – um, it's a new season, so we're going to attack it with an. And it is a it is a fairly new group. There's some there's some pieces that are held over, which is going to be a help. But mm-hmm. um, they really do really really like each other a lot. They really do 
do everything together. Um, their camaraderie off the court has been fantastic. Their attention to detail in terms of what we asked them to do has been unbelievable. I mean, guys have been, guys aren't late. You know, that's, I mean, we're in November. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're yeah. in November, and, and guys haven't been late. Guys have been on time to the lifting sessions. Guys have been when they need to be to in terms of classes. Uh, guys are doing what they need to do. So, in terms of the little things, and little things for me always mean big things, but, like, the little things off the court, um, you know, those things are going to add up. And then as they continue to gel on the court, uh, we, we we can put ourselves in the conversation to possibly get there. But, you know, it's, it's a day-by-day process. And, again, like I said, you got – you know, God forbid injuries, you got, you know, the fact that they're young men, um, you got multiple things that are, that are out there, but I think they really like each other and I think they're willing to fight for each other. And I think that's honestly half the battle. Coach Sean McAloon, we appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck this season, my friend. I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks again. Thanks coach. Dennis, a lot of, yeah, in, I mean, a lot of great insight. stuff there. Yeah. Uh, obviously he's, you know, we're talking about Musa. He has another 7'3 guy, and yeah, it's yeah. like, we have another 6'10 guy. Right. So how, Devin, to ask you, because you, you yeah, know, yeah. how from your perspective, how do, and I had a couple of coaches tell me this, Ronnie, this kid might not even start at IMG. This kid might not even start at MV. How can we compete? Why are you ranking them? Why, you know, why, how does that even fare? What is your take there? And then what do you say in terms of, hey, you play teams like that before once in a while. Why you can beat them? Why is it that it's almost seems like those three or four teams we're mentioning are kind of keep separating themselves? What well, because they have the ability to, yeah. you know, bring in guys yeah. from everywhere and sure, whether it be a a senior or yeah. a junior going into senior, senior year who yeah. ha- who's already extremely good like Jalen Johnson, yeah, uh, transfer in that yeah doesn't he, have to sit because there's no state association involved, yeah, so there's no like you know sit out rule Rules. period don't have to adhere to that. And he was they, on a nationally ranked team last year, team last year, averaging twenty something. Now he might average thirteen. Right, we but don't it, know. But know? again, I I think this draws a it draws a lot of similarities for yeah. me to Trinity League high school football. Well, got it. With modern day and St. John Bosco, Bosco right being now. so much better than everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And you know it's showing in, um, you know, just people's attitudes. Just, uh, not, just like the game, like the, the the. When you go to another game, it's like it's not even yeah, in the same like level. Yeah, I've covered St. John Bosco yeah. modern yeah. day, and then I yeah. go to you know another very good. Yeah. game, whether it's San Clemente Mission Viejo or yeah. Narbonne Orange Lutheran, Lutheran. or Narbonne yeah. Sarah, whatever it may be, and it's just like, it's just a completely different yeah. level no, of athlete. Definitely. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's what kind of that reminds me of, um, but I do like Coach McAloon and how he said, you know, this kind of yeah. teaches guys that not everyone yeah. in college or in the NBA is a superstar. Correct. Like, if you can how many superstars here, are there? You how many superstars level. are there in the NBA? Yeah. Ten. A, lot, a lot of the guys that are ranked, you know, yeah. top twenty-five in their class, go yeah. on to either not make the NBA or be a role player, player in the NBA. Correct. There's very few guys who end up being ranked like one through five who end up being bona fide superstars in the NBA. Yeah, and it's going to be the same thing with his team last year with the three McDonald's All Americans. You know, a couple of them, they might all make the NBA, but some of them are just going to be having. They're going to be good. Like yeah. if you make the NBA, you're obviously one of the best. Whatever, five hundred players, players in the, the entire world. entire world. Yeah, but again. You have to be that top 1% to yeah. be an NBA superstar. Yeah. And going to a school like an IMG or a Montbird or yeah. Oak yeah. Hill or wherever, there's a, a collection of elite talent, right? Yeah. You're going to realize, like, am I the elite of the elite, the 1% yeah. of the elite, or am I just a guy who has some work to do and I'm going to yeah. be a solid three- to four-year college player 
and be a, like like a borderline Overse- NBA guy, yeah, overseas guy. Right. So I guess you're saying it, and I am doing something like that. You learn what you would learn in college. Sure, early, it's earlier. An early wake up call. Yeah, it's an and earlier you know, wake up call. For some people, yeah. that's great. Some people don't like it. Yeah. For ranking purposes and what you do, yeah. I, I I know why you do it because yeah. you want to cover everything. Yeah. Right. Every Correct. aspect, and it's cool to it's cool to compare. Gary, gauge your, yourself. Your your, your yeah. typical yeah. Uh, public school. Yeah. Like a. Uh, um, or, or like a regular high school in a, in a Catholic association, school, a parochial a, school. A parochial school, To Correct. a you know, powerhouse, uh, I'm not sure what you call it, like a boarding school, I An guess. An independent boarding school. Independent boarding school, boarding school or, sure. or something of that nature. And it's, it's cool to see how those things work out. Yeah, because again, everybody says, Ronnie, uh, it's time for you to break the rankings up. As long as they can play and they're not using fifth-year guys, as long as a state association sanctions their game, I'm at the point where... It, I'll let the state associations deal with that. If they all say, you know what, none of these, all 50 states say, we, you guys can't play Oak Hill, you can't play Lalamere, then I'll have no choice but to make a decision. And California does how, that. Yeah, and California's already doing that, and other states have done it as well. So, you know, based on that, yeah, it's, it's I like to see it because it gives you more results. If Sierra sure. Canyon can play IMG or Lalu like they had in the past, it gives me a gauge of where they are. Well, like you said, the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, yeah. Mom Verde's going to play Duncanville from Texas. And so Duncanville's 28. They'll see if Duncanville public, public yeah. high school. Yeah. So that's great. It's going to be great to see if Duncanville yeah. can upset the number two team in the country. Yeah. We're not, no one's going to be complaining about the rankings then. That's what another point might be. Event directors <laughs> don't complain about when these schools come into their not. event. Of course not. As someone who's yeah. directed events before, you rank, want I'll welcome the rankings for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the number three team's coming. The number four team's coming. Right. The number one team's coming. Right. You don't. People like that angle, and that aspect. Yeah. And then they understand because, like you said, they follow college and a little bit, so it's very. Oh, I want to see the top five teams. Sure. And then you have to look at it yeah. from a casual basketball fan yeah, standpoint. Somebody like, yeah. not like you or me or people who listen yeah. to this podcast who just kind of follow because you know they're interested yeah. in yeah. a college team and are looking at the recruits there. Yeah. They're trying to bring in, and they're just, you know, interesting. Oh, okay, Jalen Johnson going here. Yeah. Or Jaden Springer going to Tennessee. A Tennessee fan's like, oh, he plays for the number one team in the country in the Fab 50. So that's kind of how you yeah. also tailor it um, when it comes to ranking these schools along with other traditional, whether it's parochial or public high schools. Yeah, it gives people something. Oh, yeah, I remember when that team, just like when we had Harrison Barnes on a few weeks back, he goes, yeah, I remember when Jared Sully's team, number one, they lost. I was shocked. Right. So it gives people an idea, like a membrance. Oh, I remember he played for that really good team. It gives people a gauge of what happened. Yeah. And if there's... Rank, again, it's Duncanville. Could they be 27 or 29? Sure. In the rankings, of course. But <laughs> you start somewhere, and it gives people an idea of how good that team could be. Yeah. And Now, they may be on paper. They're not as good as IMG, but... It gives them a chance to say, okay, I could shoot for that. Right. And then 10 Same you, thing with like an Etowanda. They're not the number one sure, team in the no, country. Yeah. But they're hell good at, at the number they're at. Yeah. You right. know, the, the same thing with Long Island Lutheran, Rancho Christian 21. These teams can all have a chance to play with those top teams. Yeah, I think it's cool how you mix how you mix them all in and how to, yeah. how you delineate among all of them and, yeah. and kind of um you know separate them all out. And then ten yeah. years from now, yeah. when you're sixty years yeah. old yeah. and I'm Forty. <laughs> uh, how old am I? I'm thir- God, yeah, I'm thirty-two. When well, oh, you're thirty-five. Oh, I'm I'm yeah. forty-two, sitting yeah. in the same closet. Yeah. It's a hundred degrees in Irvine, or two hundred degrees because yeah. <laughs> global warming. Yeah, we'll still be sitting <laughs> we're, here. We're doing still this. talking about this, right? That's, Correct. That's what kind of what it's all about. And it's very interesting. Yeah, Coach Greg Wise from Houston Yates. You know, he had a good team, and I knew he had a good team. They lost in the state semifinal last year to Faith Family Academy, which doesn't have maybe as many returners. So uh, Faith Family comes in at 46, but 
he goes, Ron, I have a really good team, and I could be as deep as my 2010 team. So when he tells me that, I know what the 2010 team was about. So like you said, it gives you a good gauge. They were undefeated. They were very good. And if he can build, then maybe he can build up to nine, seven, six, you know. Yeah. Right now they're starting Yates, you know, in, in Texas is starting is starting at, uh you know, 33. But it gives me a gauge when he says, Ronnie, we're deep. We can press. I go, oh, man, I know that they're going to have a good team, you know. Even though they may not have a Joe Young. Well, maybe, maybe, one, maybe one will break out. Yeah. yeah. But they don't, you know, that that that's what we have going on there. So uh, it's very interesting. Uh, the middle, I think also looking at, Separating Roselle and Patriscool at thirteen to fifteen was uh, a tough thing. You know, uh, Roselle been there before. They had Khalil Whitney. They have a huge team, big team with Cliff Murray, and then you bring in Patrick School, who's guys IMG's point guard from last year, Noah Farrakhan. Farrakhan. He was injured at times, so that's why Jaden kind of stepped up sure. into that role, and he did really good at at Geico. So now he's back home in the New Jersey, New York area. Kuminga's with, with in there Kuminga. now too, right? Yeah. Correct. So and Sonogo. So I thought, well, Roselle's been there a little bit more. Patrick School had more losses. So I went with um Roselle at 13, Minnehaha Academy at 14 with Chet Holmgren and Jalen Suggs. Suggs yep. Great one too. About as be as good as one two in the country. They don't have the depth that some of these other sure. top teams have. Patrick School at 15. And then speaking of 16, we have Newman Garetti. Yeah, from Philadelphia. I'm kind of sick of tired of these talking to these super teams, Ronnie. I want I want a gritty team in here. I think we think we got Coach Carl Aragel on the line from Newman Garetti. Coach, you, do we have you? Yeah, I'm here. All Thanks, right. Coach. Thanks for joining us, Coach. We appreciate it, man. Everything going well in preparation for the season? Yeah, we're getting in there a couple days a week, you know, within our state rules and with the open gyms and stuff, and kids are working hard conditioning and weightlifting and stuff like that. So. We're just anxious uh, to get started. We're just a couple weeks away. Our state rules are not out of our first practice from November 18th. Wow. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you, Coach, so the people out there realize, you know, every state is different. Every association is different. You guys don't start to the 18th. Uh, schools in New Jersey don't play till December 18th. You guys play a little earlier. Will you compare like an Oak Hill or a school like that? They've been playing already, and they've been practicing for a month and a half. So, it just gives people an idea uh, of the, of the different things that people can years, do. We, yeah. Yeah, over the years we've gone to tournaments, the big tournaments and all. We've been like one hour or two and hour. We played somebody that was like ten and one. Yeah. You know, the Texas teams and some of those teams that just don't have any, you know, restrictions. I mean, but uh, you know, we we'll be lucky to have I think three games under our belt before we head to Vegas. Yeah. So. You know, it's always a challenge for us when we get into those things because some of those teams have have already been practicing a lot longer. And I don't even think it's the games; it's just the practice time. Like we're we got five days of practice, and we got to throw a scrimmage. You know, because we we got we can only we're only allowed to do two scrimmages, and we can only pack them in in that time before the season starts. So, um, I thought we were start. I thought our start date was November fifteenth like it was last year, but, you know, again, I proved not to be the smartest guy in the world when I don't follow, you know, or know the rules or whatever. With the, it always was a certain date back when we were just a Catholic league and we didn't have to follow the state association mm -hmm. stuff. Now, it's some kind of formula with games, 
as compared to football season ending and something like that, or days, certain number of days. So I thought we were going to be starting on the 15th. We'd have a whole weekend, and then we would just get, you know, the scrimmage the final weekend. Now we're going to have five days. Then you got to have, you know, three days of tryouts, even though we kind of know who's on the team. But yeah, you have to have mandatory tryouts. Yeah. You got a lot of the other kids in the school to try out, so <laughs> you know those first couple of days. Those first couple of days are long days because yeah. you throw an hour to try out thing together, and then you kind of get rid of some people, and you have the guys that you know you're around. You have a two and a half hour practice, you yeah. know, or whatever. You know, just trying to get ready. Yeah, hopefully, we bring up we bring some guys back. You know, they've been around and understand kind of what we're going to be doing and, yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, so it shouldn't be too difficult. You know, just trying to add some, some some new guys and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, you know, I, I think we'll be up for the challenge just to try to get ready and, you know, for those early season challenges. Sure, Coach. Well, hopefully you guys don't cut Hakeem Bird in, 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 the, open <laughs> pract- in the open tryouts. Yeah, that's it's just crazy how you guys have to go through that. But I understand many states do. Uh, who stepped up so far, Coach, in the open runs in practice? Who, you know, and, and who may surprise people? in the Catholic League there that they may not be well-known on, on the roster yet? Who's who's kind of, you know, in the open runs that people are saying is doing pretty well? Well, we're seeing improvement in all our guys, to be honest with you. I mean, the yeah. real improvement is, is uh, we got a local guy that's really helped our guys with the strength and conditioning part of it. So, so we're seeing that added, you know, strength and speed in some of the guys. And Bird is one of the guys that's really raised his game to another level. He was a good player and everybody kind of knew he was. But him and Chris Evans... Um, have been shooting the ball, you know, unbelievable. We, you know, we got all these fall nonsense, fall games and all. Everybody has your plan down. Yeah. You don't even get a weekend to yourself anymore. But uh, <laughs> we just had one over the weekend. Chris Evans, he, he's going to be a junior. He was a sophomore player for some last year. He had 10 threes in the second half of the game on Saturday. Yeah, and yeah. I've been reading he's about time, He's a big-time shooter. Yeah, I've been reading. You know, so guys, you know, are, they've been pretty competitive. We're missing a football player. Shea's still injured. So, you know, a couple guys, but for the most part, we get 10 pretty good players out on the court when we're having an open run, so it's been competitive. You know, everybody's stepping up. Cam Young keeps getting better, and Blaze is really coming on best before us. He's a guy that I'm, I'm hoping. But our sophomore class has is, is really showed me something. I don't think they would be ready this year, but the shoot still may be ready to help us. And the other two guys are knocking on the door. You know, it's just guys that if we need them, if we have to get that deep into our rotation. In a game, I think they can go out there and, and give us some minutes. Uh, Coach Hakeem Bird is a proven leader on this team. Uh, what makes him so special as a player? He's a tough guy, man. He's really tough. He's, you don't look at he's little. He actually puts some about eight and ten pounds on, which is very good. He can afford even put more weight on him. You know, he's about five eight, five nine. If he was two inches taller, he'd be getting recruited by everybody and anybody. Mm-hmm. But he. He's likable, you know, and I, I've been trying to get on him a little bit about taking that next step as a leader. You know, one thing he doesn't like to do is be uncomfortable with his teammates and stuff because he's well liked. I said, you know, until you, until you make yourself a little more uncomfortable and, and get after some guys and, you know, and they're still trying to figure out what it is being a leader or not. Like sometimes guys, when you talk to them like that way, they, they think it's just yelling at everybody, which is not the case. You got to. You know, no one to jump somebody, no one to put your arm around somebody, just no one to, you know, to push a couple guys. He's getting better at it. And uh, I like what I see in him right now. And, 
he has a very good chance to be on there. But we're going to have four seniors, you know, once Shea gets back on the floor. We're going to have four seniors that, uh, you know, should be able to manage his team. But, you know, the bottom line is they're still teenagers, so I'm sure I'm going to have to do some stepping in at times. Mm-hmm. Sure, Coach. Talk a little bit about, as you mentioned, his recruitment. He de- decommitted. Uh, how has his recruitment picked up? Maybe is there more A school, A10 schools on him? Or what's going on with Hakeem's recruitment a little bit? It's Mac, Northeast Conference, Mac East, you know, a lot of the same. Um, it was kind of, when he kind of decommitted, it was kind of a little late in that, you know, the open gym shuffled, and then, the, you know, the, the team started getting closer to playing games. Sure. So not as many coaches are out yet. Mm-hmm. But everybody's well aware of of where he is right now and, you know, and, and what's going on. Like I said, it's just a shame. I mean, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and it's never going to change. But somebody's going to take a 6'9 guy that can't play <laughs> when they got a 5'9 guy that's good yep. just because he's 6'9. Right. I mean, it yeah. happens all the time. They're going to take a 6'9 guy with the – with the great P word of potential and it's never going to happen. He's going to be on the bench for four years, eating up a scholarship. And, you know, I don't know if we can play with a small guard. I mean, if you can play, you can play, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's gritty. He's tough. He, he's, he's a shot maker. You know, so somebody's going to get a good one. I mean, you know, the whole thing with Binghamton, it was just, he, he felt like he jumped the gun a little bit. And, and, uh, I mean, they're still in it, but, he just felt like he might have just jumped the gun a little too quick, and uh, he wanted to just see what else was out there. Now, Coach, you have some other guys that are, are committed. You know, Jordan Haas, St. Joseph, Cam Young, Bowling Green. So they're, they're gritty guys, guys that maybe not known on the national scene, So, but they're very talented. Now you add Shea, who's still, like you said, banged up or injured. So how does Shea make the team more dangerous, and what ingredient is he going to bring to the table that makes you guys a better team? Well, he gives us another long athletic wing. Um, we do have some good athletes on our team. I think if he comes back and is full strength, he may be the best of them all athletic, athletically. What I didn't know about Shea, because even though he, he's hurt, he can still uh, he's still around the gym all the time. He can still shoot and stuff. He just can't run yet. Um, he uh, He's a very good shooter. We played them last year. That's how the whole connection, I think, came about when he was going to move to Philly. We were kind of the only team that he knew. Okay. Understood. So they reached out to us first. And when we played him last year, he didn't shoot it real well, but he had like 15 rebounds. He still had a, a real solid game. I didn't realize he could shoot the ball the way he could shoot the ball. We're going to be a team that tries to push the pace a little bit, shoot a lot of threes. I'd love to get 20 to 30 threes a game up. Hmm. Um, like I said, in that game Saturday, we hit 18 of them. And we were missing... Bird didn't play because he was banged up. Jordan was on a little family vacation, um, and we didn't have Shea. And there's three of our – there might be our three best shooters outside of Evans. So we were still able to put up, uh, you know, those kind of numbers. But uh, he's going to add, hopefully, some rebounding. I think we could be a little short, even though we got a lot of tall, long guys. We don't have a bruiser. I mean, we got all guys that look good in the uniform. They look tall and lean. We don't have one of them guys that's going to go knock somebody – you know, on their butt. But uh, I think we could be disruptive with our length, and he could be a guy that could definitely help with that. You know, if he gets back to full strength, you know, at some point this year, he could be as good a player as anybody in the city. Uh, Coach, 
What are your, some of your concerns about this group? Uh, where are the or where are the areas of improvement that are needed to play up to the level that they're capable of? Where do you guys need to improve? We think it's going to be defensive rebounding. I think we got potential to be a very good defensive team, but um, we need to rebound the ball. We need to, you know, they got to understand that uh, defensive possession is not over until we get the ball. And I really want to push the pace. These guys have a tendency that if we miss a couple in a row, we slow ourselves down. And um, I've never been around a group of kids that the misses affect them more than they affect me. <laughs> you know, so I'm trying, trying to get that balance where, you know, keep telling my, you know, it can happen fast if you play the way we want to play. And then it also, also can go in a little drought for a couple minutes. But as long as you're defending, and rebounding, and you got each other support and back. So it's really mental, our mental state. You know, we grow up and really just trust one another. I mean, it sounds a little corny, I guess, when coach speak, but it's really a trust thing. Not that they don't trust each other, but once we get to that point where everybody's got everybody's back and understand what we want to do, we can be a really, really tough, dangerous team to play against. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you guys, like you said, after three or four, three or so games, you you go to Tarkanian Class in Las Vegas the week before Christmas. What do you think you'll learn about your team there, and and what makes you confident you guys can beat like a Bishop Gorman, a modern day that type of team, and win this win this bracket in in the Tarkanian? Well, the bracket hasn't come out yet, so we really don't know what what side we're on and and what it's going to take. But I know it takes. Four quality wins to win that thing, you know, and uh, we'll find out, you know, if we can bounce back and do it every day. I think we got, you know, hopefully, we're hoping it's going to be close. We're hoping Shea's ready by then. And uh, if he's ready, even if he's not full tilt, even if he can give us some minutes, because four games in four days is, is going to be tough, uh, whether you're winning, losing, or whatever, because it's, it's, it's very talented you know, a group of teams that are going to be there. So um, we'll learn a lot. We'll learn we'll see who we are and bright lights and, and why we do things like that. I mean, we're limited now, like with the state and how many games we're out of schedule and stuff. So this is a good chunk of our preseason schedule. But I thought we were ready to go be tested, and, and it'll definitely help us later on for those tough games at the pressure at the end of the year and, you know, and the uh, – I mean, the state playoffs when we have to travel around and, you know, in all those crazy uh, different little towns and have <laughs> 3,000 people cheering against us. So it should get us ready, and hopefully we'll go there. I tell you, if we shoot it well, we, we can play with anybody. Cool. And, Coach, yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, you coming back from that, hopefully Shea's healthy for you. You guys got a huge week in January. Now, obviously, the Catholic League's very tough. I put Archbishop Wood at 35. Roman, who's been very good at 42. Obviously, you, I think you guys are in the driver's seat right now, but those games are going to be really tough. Uh, you know, how do you guys keep focus and not looking ahead? And, you know, what do you think Wood and, and Roman uh, bring to the table there? Tell us a little bit about, you know, what you think for fans out there who are not in Philly, you know, how difficult these, these games are and how talented those teams are. Yeah, not to... I'm worried about the first practice and getting through a tryout. I mean, I haven't looked at January. Yeah. I haven't looked at January yet, but I'm well aware of those 
both those teams and those programs. I mean, yeah. Woods coach was my assistant for a long, long time, so we're very similar in the way we do things. So they're a very talented group. Would that game's at our place, so that might give us a little advantage being home. Um, and we also play Roman at home as well, so um, there'll be two really tough games. Roman obviously has the big guy, and yeah, Jalen Green, know, and they got some explosive guards, but. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully we're up for the challenge. Like I said, that's a long time from now. Hopefully we're really rounding in the form by that time. And uh, and if we got everything clicking, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine, I think, in those games. But, uh, you know, you guys like you and stuff to put this stuff out there, you know, put the target on our back now. <laughs> yeah. we, we were kind of just floating around, having a pretty good summer and fall, and, you know, people were wondering – we still got the great mystery of Shavin, so I mean, that could totally mess us up. But I, I've been around him now since he's been in our school. He's been a, he's been great. He's been great with his teammates, and he's been great to be around. And I think he he, he doesn't come off as uh, you know a selfish guy or any of that stuff. He he's really comes off as a guy that likes to play. He's looking forward to playing with these guys and. If he just comes and fits in, and, and, and you know, it'll be just, it'll almost be like an NBA adding somebody like a trade deadline because he has to play with us. No one knows what the difference is going to be. I don't even know. I, I kind of have some ideas and some thoughts in my head on what it's going to look like, but that always don't, you know, come come to fruition. But I, Correct. if he fits in and gives us that extra punch, I think we need a closer type guy at the end of games, a guy that, you know, he shoots the ball really well, better than I even expected when, when he was coming, and he just gives us another guy. I mean, we can really be hard to guard. I mean, um, you know, we're going to have trouble guarding some big physical bigs, but, you know, we played Roselle a couple times, this, you know, in, in this preseason and stuff, and sure. he did a nice job on their guy, and he's legit, so I think we'll be able to piece it together and figure some things out, so, when we play a guy like that, but they also have to guard us. We got a bunch of perimeter players that are long and often dribble pass and shoot. So I'm hoping we can put something together, you know, an offense that's friendly for all those guys, you know, to share the ball and, and, and play for the best shot. Coach, you're more than welcome to point fingers at Ronnie Flores. Um, if any losses come your way, you have yeah. my permission to do that. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck this season. Thanks, guys. Anytime. You got my number. Anytime. Give me a call. Appreciate, Appreciate it, Coach. I like how you called you out. Yeah, you see that, Devin? How yeah, they just, just, the Philly guys yep. are just yeah, straight to the point. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. And Nicky said, he doesn't even – I'm over here saying trying to break down or give some logic to what Shea Evans brings to this team. He doesn't he even play. know. He doesn't even know what Shea Evans is going to bring to the team. You know, but you, we know he's talented. Um, got size, he's been, yeah, length. He's got some length. He's going to San Diego State. Yeah. They got other wings. Jordan Hall's going to St. Joe's. He's a good player. Cam Young. So I think to relate it to something that you might see more, Devin, on a on a day by day, week by week basis, is what Jalen Clark's going to bring to Etiwanda. Yeah, it's almost yeah. similar. You know, is he going to take it on the next level, or is he just another guy that needs shots? What is it that you know he's going to going to going to give them? And it, it, he said, you know, they got a chance to play Roselle who's ranked higher than them, and Roselle is huge, a really big team. So that gave them a good idea when they had to guard Jalen Durant at Roman in, in those games that they're going to play. 
So or or similar, they may play modern day. They had the guard Breedenbach, or you know, etc. Sure. So yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but again, they had to guard them too. So very interesting stuff, and, and I like that kind of. He has a totally different view as a, is ranked in that sixteen to thirty range. Those teams are not they're interchangeable. They're interchangeable, yeah, and yeah. they're not perfect. They're not. Right. Oh, we got a six ten guy. We got a big. Right. They, six, don't, five, they don't have. Guard. They don't have. Yeah. You know, four guys that can play well, in the front, front court, court. at. Six ten plus no, yeah, and they don't need they. That's not how they win. So, yeah. uh, you would like Newman Goretti. Hakeem Bird is really tough and good. You know, you guys like guys that play on the ball defense. Devin, I know. Um, so it's very interesting to see those type of teams. You know, obviously they come in at sixteen. Uh, Grayson and Loganville similar like that at seventeen. Then I have Modern Day at eighteen, and again that might be a a, a semifinal. Showdown there at Tark with with Gorman waiting on the other side, and, and Gorman is always tough to beat at home. Yeah, they're very tough to beat at home. Very tough they're, to beat. Yeah, you know, they are a top five the, team at home. Yeah, yeah, and they're just tough to beat. You know, we saw Rancho Christian last year there, and that looked like that was going to be a great, great title game, and 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 Gorman just ran him out of yeah. the, ran him out of the gym. Yeah. So, I think if you look down, that's another team that can go either way. You kind of mentioned it in a story on BallsLife.com, Rancho Christian, Devin. I mean, they could be. Yeah, let's ten spots higher. Let's touch. Really. On, let's touch on a lot of local. Since a lot of our listen listenership is local, let's let's sure. talk about lo- before we before we head out. Let's talk about local teams. Rancho Christian. Sure. Yeah, I did two pieces last week on BallsLife.com talking about who has the most to gain and who has the most to lose. And Rancho Christian was on both those lists. Yeah, and I think that's it's, it's great. It's great yeah. to contradict yourself when it makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're saying they have the best player in the country. Yeah, and or close to in terms of. Now he's producing like the best player in the country. It's not just he is, you know, the best prospect and whatnot. This fall has kind of shown that he he's up in that in that circle or echelon. So um, last year, Rancho Christian finished thirty nine again. Devin, I'm giving him credit for beating Sierra Canyon. I'm giving him credit for some of their other big wins uh, on the road. But you lose to Westchester in the regional. Yeah. You can't have you're not gonna have you're not gonna be twenty one if you lose to Westchester in the regional this year. You're not. You know, or a team similar like that, you're not. Yeah. So here like what, what, kinda know. what I was saying was yeah. Evan Mobley, obviously the number one prospect in the country, and he's yeah. also a guy who produces that way. Wait, yeah. But the guard play is gonna be the key for this team. Sure. Dominic Harris, Ray Bearfield called me it was yeah. last week and said, you know, he's he's really turning the corner as a guy who knows yeah. how to balance yeah. Shot selection, distributing, yeah. and getting the ball to Evan. Yeah. And that's great. That's, that's the Dominic need. Harris they need. Yeah. Jaden Byers is hitting open catch-and-shoot threes. Yeah. That's the Jaden Byers they need. A guy push the break, stop-and-pop threes, catch-and-shoot yeah. threes off you know uh, inside-out actions, stuff like that. Um, but I think one of the biggest and most underrated additions uh, in California basketball is Jace Catchings, who transferred sure. in from uh, high Missouri. school in St. Louis, uh, played for Brad Bailey Lead on the UIBL circuit, was a was a legitimate you know top I think two or three scorer in the state of Missouri last year as a junior. He comes into a team that he's going to have to fill a role. Yeah, and if he accepts that role as being a kind of a gritty defender, rebounder, slasher, finisher, and a, he can hit open shots too. If yeah. he if he's that guy who has thirteen points, nine rebounds, and you know four steals and plays good defense on the other team's best perimeter player, yeah, Rancho Christian could be a lot better. Yeah, than what they are right now, which is twenty one. But Correct. if all those things that we just talked about go in the opposite direction, yeah. Rancho Christian could be on that lower end of that fifty, maybe Correct. even out if they lose to a team like Riverside Poly, who they play yeah. in a showcase game in January, and Riverside Poly is really good. Sure. Yeah. Again, there's teams that are right up 
under this group that are itching to get in. Now, I don't want to switch the subject on Rancho Christian because I, I, I do agree with you there. Again, why is Sierra Canyon sixth? They've won the section title. And they've won the two state open titles, so they look at the roster. That's they got, never seen. you know what I mean. But also they won. Yeah, yeah. If they yeah, looked, yeah. if we just had their roster, and then they didn't win last year, I probably would have them nine, ten. That's fair. You know because they've done it, and Andre Chevalier's done a good job. And they have, have of getting his guys together at the end. They have some of the some returners from that team that won too, with Taryn yeah. Frank going and to TCU Amari and Amari Bailey, a sophomore. Very good. But then you add in BJ Boston, Boston. going to Kentucky. You add in. Um, uh, Shy Odom from yeah. the East Coast. He's I, perfect for them. I've seen them once yeah. uh, this fall at the Harvey Katani Classic at Cal State yeah. LA, and I think yeah. Shy Odom's the key to that team. Yeah, because he doesn't need the ball well, in his hands all the time to make an impact. He's strong. He's big. He's, he's great. He, offensive rebounder, yeah. good finisher. He can handle the ball a little bit, initiate yeah. offense. Uh, he's uh, he's you know he's a six six four kind of undersized, but he's really strong, so he can guard. Yeah. West Coast big man. You yeah, we don't see those guys like that off here. He can guard a West Coast yeah. big man because he's just tougher than a West Coast big man is right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, he's going to give him a lot. I, I From what I've seen, the little I've seen, he's going to yeah. give him a lot. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because Zaire Williams recently was uh, deemed to have to sit adhere the 30 to the sit-out period, which is he'll be eligible. His first game will likely be the Damien. likely be the championship game at the Classic, the classic at, Damien. at Damien on December 30th. If they if make, they it, make it, it there. And it could be against, against Rancho, Rancho Christian. Christian. Correct. Now, so that would be, be some other teams they have right. to knock off. So it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic all come together. Yeah. Also with Bronny James, LeBron James, the son is a freshman, and Zaire Wade, who's a senior, son of Dwayne Wade. Wade. How do you – Andre Chevalier has, since he's taken over – He's a harder Kane, job than, than Frank Vogel. He, yeah, he's proven <laughs> on many occasions that he's able to mesh egos yeah. and figure it out when it matters. Yeah. Is, yeah. is this another situation he's going to be able to do that? Yeah. I mean, based on the evidence we have from the past, because that's what I like to do. That's all. Ronnie's going yeah. all the evidence. He's, yeah. he's going go into to the, the evidence right to the now. Johnny Cochran. <laughs> I'm pulling out my Johnny Cochran. Because that's how I base some of these rankings on what they've done, right? But, again, this is a new year. So you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Even if it's going to be difficult, he's done it. Sure. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt now. And that's why they're six. They're defending champs. It's going to be hard for them to move up from there. Okay, which California team has you the know. best chance to knock them off? Uh. If you look at the rankings, I don't know, no, no, no. What Shoot your stupid rankings, rankings out, out the, the window. Door. Give the team right now that on the top of your head at the end of the season or now. At the at end of any the point, at any point during the season, can beat Sierra Canyon mm-hmm. in California in state team. You can at, go NorCal. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I would say modern day. Why? They've proven it. Sure, uh, I agree with they. You. They played them. They were running through the regional and through the open last year. Yeah, just mowing them down through the pool play. They beat Bishop Montgomery, I think, fairly handily, from what I recall, that game at, at, at Baptist, Cal Baptist. Cal ba- yeah. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. they got to modern day, that was a tough game, and that all those kids are back. So, again, if they put it together, if they mature, if Devin Askew leads that team, that's why I have them above Rancho Christian. Yeah. Like you said, forget no, that, the rankings. That that that's the sense. team that yeah. has the chance to beat them. Again, Rancho Christian does as well because they have the personnel. Yeah. Very interesting. Rancho Christian has less pressure on them than they did last year. The pressure is on Sierra Canyon. If they don't win yeah. state, and you know, people can say, "Whoa, what happened to Brody James? Do what happened to?" It'll be a Great. lot like the the year Marvin Bagley Bagley's was there. there. Yep. Correct. I think the pressure is on them. Yeah. So modern day Etowanda, Bosco, Windward is more like, "Hey, let's get at it. We have a chance here." Yeah, I think I think you know, you know modern I mean? day is one of the teams, and yeah. I think. Yeah. You say Rancho Christian has a chance. I think Adewana does have a legitimate chance. Yeah. Because 
the thing is, Dave Kleckner is like a defensive yeah. genius. Yeah, he gets those guys to yeah to really defend as a team, which is difficult on the high school level. Sure, to defend the ball and defend as a team at the same time for you know thirty two minutes of of high school basketball action. That's tough. Yeah, but they're as solid of a defensive team as you'll find in the entire country. No uh, doubt. You know no what I mean. Know about them about the country? They're very good. Well, yeah. No, nobody there. knows about Etiwanda outside individually, of, individually outside of the of Southern, Southern California, basic. really. Yeah, because they don't play in the yeah. fall league stuff. They don't really get out to a big tournament. They don't hype on. themselves on no. on social media. They don't get out to the major, you know, they're not uh, going to national city of tournament. It's worked for him. He's had a number sure. of Highly successful college uh, players and NBA professional players. players about what Etiwanda is doing because they don't play in the fall league stuff. Sure. Well, you know, they're working on their D. They they're working on their defense, right? Some players you've seen, you know, like Morgan Park with Adam Miller or Coronado at 41. Obviously, Jaden Hardy can get hot and 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 win them some games. Um, you know, what do you think about SI Coverboy and Monty Bates? You know, his team's so, pretty good. What do you think about some of the later teams that obviously can be interchanged? We got Briarcrest Christian with Kennedy Chandler, those type of guys. What, what do you think about some of those teams that are making up the end and want to make a splash? So, to make a splash, you have to beat yeah higher ranked, ranked teams, team. right? So sure. or keep winning or keep winning as and, they and, lose. You know, be undefeated against yeah. teams that you should beat yeah. based on your ranking. Sure. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know as far as outside of the the, the this area, the West Coast yeah, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, Imani Bates is a great player. Yeah. Is the team going to be great? I don't know. If he steps up, they should. If he be. steps up, they should be fine, if right? They're saying if he's if the, if he's as good as everybody's saying he's good, they should be pretty good, right? Morgan Park. Just fine yeah, because Adam yeah. Miller has, I think he's taken he another step into his game. Uh, game. Yeah. Better, he's a big time scorer now. Um, and they play Whitney Young right away on November and 25th. That's, those are always just huge games. Huge game in yeah, Chicago right off games. the bat. Coronado, just a I think, is war. Coronado, I think, is one of the teams that is susceptible to falling because you know Jaden Hardy, as talented as he is as a scorer, yeah. sometimes he doesn't have very efficient games. Sure, which happens. It's high school basketball. It happens. Sure, it happens he can go they, five for twenty, and then and they lose the game because now with Pop Pop at at Wasatch, it's his show. It's Jaden's show, and they go yeah. as far as he takes them. Transferred in, but he needs he needs someone to manufacture touches for him. Sure, he's not a guy who can manufacture his own touches. Yeah. So if they're playing an inside out game and Jaden Hardy's taking high percentage looks, Cornell yeah. beat almost anyone in the country because yeah. Hardy can go off for 40 or 50. And you know. they have pretty good defense. And they have pretty good overall yeah. team. Felix Reed's pretty good defender. Yeah. They have a good team. And that's where I see, you see teams in the 40s, Lincoln, Gig, potential as they can play. That's as good right. as Millennium they can play. Millennium loses one game, they're out. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they can't lose to an Arizona team. They got up show good against Sierra Canyon. But even forget the Sierra Canyon game. They could, they might lose that game. They, you're right. They don't have big leeways. So the teams in the late 30s and 40s, that's to their potential. They mm. I'm I'm ranking them based on how they would play if they were all together sure. playing on the same page and with everybody eligible. And if you follow the Fab 50, 50 that yeah. 31 to 50 is going to change a lot. Wraps it up for this week. Obviously, we'll get back talk a little bit about uh, NBA and college next time. Obviously, this we wanted to focus on the high school scene, and uh, it's uh, been a long preseason. I think we're ready to see some games that count, Devin. Yeah, I've taken a couple weeks off of fall league stuff because I just I was worn out on it. It's burned out. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know. We want to thank Coach McAloon, Coach Argale from uh, Newman Goretti, and uh, we want to thank you, the listener, for yeah. tuning in every week or every other week whenever we're able to get into this heat box right. of a closet. 
Um, you can find the Balls Life in the Paint Show podcast on various streaming platforms, whether it's iTunes or SoundCloud. Give us a like, a reply, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, let us know if you like the show, what you like about it, what you don't. If you see us in person, come up and you know, let give us, us know. Critique. Give, it, give yeah. us the critique. Let us know how we can get better. What do you want to hear? But uh, who do you want to hear from? Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, but until uh, until next week, Ronnie, I think I think that'll do it. 